Pod Life. Only on Rustwood Radio. What is up, ducklings? Welcome back to Pond Life, Rustwood Radio 107.7 FM. Today on the show, election final round. Uh, we're going to talk about our top five who will be going into the final round of voting. Um, we'll be talking a little bit about everything that they're campaigning for, uh, you know, sort of what you can expect to hear from them coming up, and uh, hopefully allow you to make a better decision about who you want to run the city over the next year. Then, of course, we got news, we got entertainment and our community page, and sports. Round one, PJSAHL playoffs are done. Farrell's through to the next round. We're going to cover all of that action coming up. Uh, first, let's talk about the final round of elections. All right, elections. So we have our top five from the primaries. Bandit the Raccoon, Crystal Amethyst, Octavia the Tree, Mogan's Ad- Abbott, and Lennon Morejo. I hope I've said that correctly. I know that I said that improperly last week. Um, those are your top five. And uh, we had called it here on the show with our exit polls last week. Um, happy that we got it right, of course. But let's break down this week and see exactly what our candidates are doing before the final round of elections that will determine our mayor. So let's uh, start with Bandit the Raccoon. Um, We have had a couple of reports about people hitting some raccoons with their car. Um, As far as we know, Bandit is healthy and doing all right. There was an incident last week, and we'll talk about that in the news later. Um, But Bandit is okay. I think, though, that there is a question right now regarding the city's pest control issue, um, especially the sort of the the population of raccoons right now, the frequency for which they're getting on motorways, etc. Um, I mean, we've got a lot of reports of people hitting raccoons with cars. None of them might be bandit, um, but definitely I think that it's time to say Lower Duck Pond has a pest control issue. They have a problem with raccoons. And I think furthermore, you got to ask yourself, uh, who is Bandit representing in this election? Is he representing uh, the people of Lower Duck Pond or the out-of-control raccoon problem in Lower Duck Pond? Of course, we can't ask him because he's a raccoon and he can't really answer us, um, but definitely some issues there. Now, Bandit the raccoon is okay, but let's talk about a couple more of our candidates. So let's start with Crystal Amethyst. So Crystal, uh, she's bolstered her platform this week. Um, She's talked about a couple of things, non-human mares being an issue. Um, First, she outlines that, you know, we don't speak tree or raccoon, uh, and the incumbent should be able to sort of communicate with us without translator. Um, Her reasoning that should a translator get hit by a bus or something, you won't know what uh, the tree or the raccoon is saying. 
Um, she also goes on to say that trees don't really care about human factors. They just care about sunshine and fertilizer. You know, I would argue that farmers have some of the same issues that they face, but um, that's beside the fact. Uh, you know, and the, there was an interesting question she posed, which is whether or not Christmas would be banned. Um, she was sort of indicating that a tree would um, be only interested in nice weather, that, you know, snow would be be banned and then Christmas would be banned. Of course, trees not liking having lights put on them. Um, you know, we can't confirm or deny this because Octavia's a tree and, you know, trees don't talk or communicate. They don't have brains. Um, so, you know, I think it's just purely speculation on Crystal's part at this time. Uh, she raises some very interesting points, um, but we Again, we can't really confirm or deny that that is the case. Um, and then, of course, bringing up the issue with pest control um, that, you know, I think there's a lot of us that are concerned about. So uh, the question of whether, you know, bandit loving garbage, uh, would that be an issue where there'd be a lot of garbage around um, potentially more rats, potentially more pest control issues. And, um, you know, unlike her misgivings with Octavia the tree, I kind of have to agree with Crystal on this. Um, I think we really need to ask ourselves, um, you know, we already have a raccoon problem. We're going to vote this raccoon in as mayor. Um, how does the problem grow? You know, I, I personally don't like having to, you know, shovel my garbage back in the bin every second morning because raccoons have gotten at it, um, you know, and they're pretty crafty. They can, they can get open the lids a lot of times or rip open the bags. You know, I, I wouldn't be looking forward to doing that even more uh, than I already am. And I think there's a lot of people in, in Lower Duck Pond that feel that way. So I think that is a valid uh, issue that Crystal brings up. Um, and then, of course, you know, Crystal says trees can't tell what kind of service roads need or um, that we do have a, a pothole problem and that we, you know, a tree or a raccoon isn't necessarily going to fix those issues. Um, now, Crystal did do a press conference. Uh, we're going to roll that tape right now. Uh, as long as it's warm. Hi everybody, this is Crystal, and don't forget to vote Crystal Amethyst 2021 in the mayoral elections. Why should you vote for me? Because I'm just that much better than the other candidates, of course. Do you really want a raccoon or a tree as mayor? No, you do not. Trust me, they have no idea what's going on. Do you want Lennon as mayor? No, Lennon is an airhead. You don't want Lennon as mayor. But how about Mogens for mayor? True, Mogens is a nice guy. However, he shouldn't be mayor either, and here's why. One, he is homeless. I don't have anything against homeless people. In fact, I lived out of my car at one point in time. However, being homeless as mayor will stop you from being mayor so easily. The mayoral house is falling down pretty much, so good luck living there when you fall through the floor while taking a bath. What a great time, eh? 
And also, my election platform is way better than everyone else's. I will be the new Robin Hood. I will tax the rich and give it to the poor. And also, Brave Ford gets his own special tax of 10% because he sucks. There will be glitter everywhere. Everyone loves glitter, and so you must cover at least part of the outside of your house in it. This will bring amazing tourism to Lower Duck Pond, and everyone will come from miles around to see our wonderful glitter. There will be no tax on alcohol. Party, party, party! As well, kids are not allowed to party anymore. Sucks to suck, kids. Ha! And personally, when I am mayor, I will make it so public nudity is always encouraged everywhere. Your body is beautiful, and you deserve to rock it. There is no such thing as an ugly naked person. And also, my last point, well, my second to last point, is that all pets must be neutered or fixed. It's not Mercedes' fault she got pregnant, okay? Well, it just isn't. And my actual last point is that I will make bike lanes safer by making it so that you have to cover your bike in glitter or in dagle paint, whichever you like more. So remember, vote Crystal 2021 in the Mer elections. Crystal Amethyst 2021! Crystal Amethyst 2021! Crystal Amethyst 2021! Woo! All right, so, you know, a lot to sort of reflect on there from that press conference. Um, you know, Crystal saying that she's going to increase taxes for rich and somehow give to the poor, although that's not really discussed how those programs would necessarily work. Um, we're hearing about uh, uh, pet population control, um, probably spay and neutering, um, and... You know, we're, we, of course, you know, she sort of reiterated what she had said previously regarding, um, you know, paint and glitter for bikes to make bike lanes safer. So um, not a lot of surprise there. I think a lot of um, what Crystal revealed in her press conference is things that we've heard uh, before, but uh, she does have a very clear platform um we definitely know what she is for and what she's not for now crystal brought up a very interesting point about mogan's being homeless mogan's um being a homeless moonshiner uh mogan's abbott uh, another one of the people that made it into the final round of elections um mogan's abbott did not campaign this week as he was hung over in the park not seeing people. Instead, his campaign manager, uh, Mariona Cross, instead just asked for questions for Mogans to be sent online so he could answer it in the future. Um, and I believe this is sort of what Crystal was referring to in her press conference. Um, could Mogans be an effective leader? Uh, well, he's sort of out living in the park and, you know, hung over. I mean, I think it's a fair question. I'm just going to say, as as the political analyst here at Rustwood Radio, I'm going to say I believe it's a fair question, and here's why. I think there already was a question about Mogan's ability to lead. And if you can't even go out and compete, 
campaign for your platform. If you if you can't go out and meet your constituents, talk to your townspeople, talk to your the your supporters, the people who are voting for you, because you're in the park and hungover. Um, I think that speaks volumes. Um, so yeah, Mogan's not campaigning this week. Um, we don't know when those questions are going to be answered. Uh, you know, we're just sort of waiting to hear from him. But honestly, I'll say I think the damage has already been done. I think there's a lot of us in the community that like Mogan's. Um, you know, yeah, he sure. Crystal mentioned he's a great guy. Um, you know, however, can he be mayor? Does have does he have the ability to be mayor? And I, I think that not campaigning this week because he's hung over in the park that's a big issue. Now, uh, let's talk about Lennon Moreo for a, for a minute here. Um, she has revealed more of her platform this week. She, she's been campaigning. She's been pushing. Um, these are the things that she's looking at. She indicated that she is for a healthy environment. Um, and these are the ways she's going to do that. Uh, traffic safety classes for children. Uh, we don't have a lot of details on that. I'm, I'm sort of curious as to why. Um, Anti-littering and animal protection. So I think those two definitely, um, you know, sort of go hand in hand with her promise to protect the environment. Uh, but the, the animal protection thing, I, I want to know more about that personally. I want to hear her talk. Um, I want to hear her go into detail at a press conference or a, a, a press junket. Um, I want to know more about what that entails. Um, you know, I think Crystal made it very clear that, you know, she's looking, uh, she's acting as a proponent of uh, both um, spaying and neutering your pets, uh, but also treating pest pets with respect while uh, looking for solutions for the pest control issues. Um, I want to know, does Lennon's platform regarding animal protection, you know, would that, f would that mean that perhaps the pest population grows because we're not actively, you know, we're actively dealing with the raccoon and rat problem? Uh, also indicated that she's for better bike lanes, better roads, and having potholes filled. And I, I think that's very important. Uh, I believe that we have an infrastructure problem here in Lower Duck Pond. The potholes have been a huge problem. The potholes were a problem when Bruce the Moose was mayor. Uh, of course, several people campaigned to have those potholes filled with the last, ele last election. And of course, with... Uh, you know, with Jim winning that election, uh, zero happened with those potholes. So there's still a problem and they really need to be dealt with. And I think that a candidate saying, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to take care of these potholes. I think that definitely has to be examined by Lower Duck Pond voters. Now, Derek Steele, right? We went through we went through our five, of course, Bandit the Raccoon and, and Octavia the Tree not campaigning this week because raccoons and trees can't campaign because they're raccoons and trees. But another active human candidate for mayor has been campaigning, and that's Derek Steele. Now, 
Derek was not nominated by anyone, but is campaigning hard to be a write-in candidate. Uh, now, Derek has been saying his platform is reducing taxes, reducing the construction budget. Uh, I'm not sure why, of course. Um, you know, construction is a, is a big thing that provides economic stimulus during these hard times, but uh, he wanted to increase public school funding and work on environmental preservation. Now, I'm going to implore that you vote for somebody who knows how funding systems work. As in past, we have a, another idiot who is, you know, doesn't even know how basic municipal politics work. Let's get this straight again. Schools are not a municipally funded entity. They are funded by the state. So, yeah, I mean, Derek might be campaigning hard but you know it's clear at this point he doesn't have a single clue how um you know funding systems actually work so i don't think he stands much of a chance uh that's my opinion um but that's probably the reason why he wasn't nominated to begin with now let's talk a little bit about sam sadler uh city councillor now, he officially endorsed Lenin Moreo this week, uh, which was surprising because the rest of city council has endorsed Crystal Amethyst. So Sam Sadler going officially on record this week and, and basically putting his weight behind Lenin. Um, it was good to hear him talk. Uh, I think this is great for Moreo's uh, campaign. Um, Sam Sadler is a respected councillor and uh, respected businessman about the town. Uh, so I think that's good for Lennon, uh, of course, because the rest of the city council uh, is already behind Crystal. Uh, now, let's talk about some of the, of the candidates that didn't make the final cut. Of course, last week we had talked about um, the other non-human candidate that had been running in 2019 that ran in 2020, um, Augustus the horse did not make the final cut. Um, of course, no comment from Augustus the horse because it's a horse. Um, Peyton Carrera did concede defeat, but called Lower Duck Pond citizens disgusting. So I don't think we're going to see Peyton Carrera back with a nomination in 2021. Um, obviously pretty salty about the fact that uh, she didn't make it through to the next round um you know no word on how this affects the carrera tiny homes business um you know could could potentially be negative for private enterprise i don't i don't think that you want to go out there and and lose and and call the people that didn't vote for you disgusting i think that's a sure way to sort of eliminate your business prospects and and um and essentially ensure that you're not going to be competitive next in next year's elections either. Uh, you know, I get that she's emotional about her loss, but I think it could have been handled a little bit differently. Um, Cordis gracefully accepted his defeat and then threw his support behind Crystal Amethyst um, in, in comments, um, saying he wouldn't dream of voting for anybody else. Um, he did make quite a nice poem regarding uh you know a limerick regarding his defeat but was graceful and accepted defeat the question still remains though cordis uh what was the list for now that uh, you're not in office are we ever going to get to know what that secret list was for 
So that's basically your top five. Um, that is everything that's been happening in election news. Next week, we are going to be having those final rounds of elections. And of course, I will have all the news and analysis here for you. Coming up next, the news. Raccoons are bad because they toot and poop and poop and poop and they chase us and they poop and we step on them and poop and make them make them to poop in their pants. It's time to think about the future of our children. Is this a candidate that you want for your child? A raccoon? So, there's a squirrel and it's so cute. So cute and we feed it seeds because they love nuts all day. Just like better than squirrels. Because they know about Is a candidate that you want one that poops, chases you, and eats nuts even more than squirrels? Americans are bad in the first because I poop In these elections, vote against Bandit the Raccoon for the future of our children. Message from and paid for by the Independent Vote for Crystal Amethyst Association. Vote for Crystal Amethyst in these elections. And we're back with the news. Mayoral candidate Bandit the Raccoon suffered injuries when he was struck by a car in front of the 7-Eleven where he lives earlier this week. The prospective mayor suffered two broken legs, but after being treated by the Critter Creek Wildlife Rescue and Rehabilitation Center, he is expected to make a full recovery. Police have not found the driver responsible for the accident, but also did remark that they are not looking, as it is not a crime to run over a stray raccoon unless done on purpose. The Lower Duck Pond Hospital is releasing a warning regarding one of its patients. Peter Hussain sustained a head injury after falling from the roof of the hospital earlier this week while experiencing a psychiatric episode. The public is being asked to steer clear of Hussein while he's in a fragile emotional state and avoid discussing certain topics with him. We'll be back with entertainment news in just one moment. It's Baked Beans Night at Billy's Beans and Barbecue Texas Chili House Steaks and Pizza. Bring the whole family to get some of that good old-fashioned Texas-style smokehouse barbecue bacon, beans, and butter rolls, including butterfly shrimp, Bacon smoke baguettes with big brisket. You won't be bored. Billy's Beans and Barbecue on the corner of 25th Street and Bowling Avenue. And we're back with entertainment news. Razor Heart will be playing a December 5th show at the town park. While the show is free, everyone should remember to bring a donation to the local Christmas drive. Severe Giraffe Syndrome will be having their annual event in Lower Duck Pond to raise awareness regarding SGS. All funds raised will go to the SGS Society. While few details have been released about the fundraiser, we do know it'll take place in October of next year. And Saturday at 4 p.m. at Dante's Laboratory, just outside of Lower Duck Pond, there will be a free laser light show. 
As well, high school students will get to take part in special demonstrations before the show between 1.30 and 3.30 p.m. We'll be back with our famous community page after these messages. No one gives away more free money. You won! Oh my gosh, I won? Oh my god, really? I can't believe it! Vacation, here I come! No one gives away more concert tickets. Penny Stevenson, you are going to go see Disturbed on the 17th. Oh my gosh, thank you. This is the best thing that I've ever received in my entire life. 107.7 FM. And we're back with our community page. Alexa from Razorheart is looking for a new rhythm guitarist. You must play thrash, be able to tall and gent, and not have been born with a penis. You can apply through the band's website. Dan Higgins from Higgins Herbs would like to remind you to visit his home shop this holiday season for all your scented herbal item needs, including shampoos and candles. Tony Angelino would like to remind you that his carpentry business has now moved from its Clown Street location. Please visit him at his new location, of which he did not specify. Uh, so good luck finding him. Christine is looking at starting a book club. Contact her through the town website to inquire. The local library has asked that anyone who has copies of photos of Upper Lower Duck Pond, please send them anything you may have. The library is looking to complete their historical collection on Upper Lower Duck Pond. Please fax or scan and email the photos. Do not send historical photos through the mail. And Elisa's Pottery Shop is having a sale until the end of the week. You can stop by in person any night until 10 p.m. We will be back with sports. Hi, this is Mal Zuccarello from your LDP Ferrell's hockey team. Did you know I led the team in assists during the regular season? And at LDP Ford, we can assist you. Getting into a new Ford is easy. We have 0% financing for all approved buyers like this 2020 Ford F-150 XLT 4X4 EcoBoost Super Cruise Short Box with max tow and 20-inch wheels. Now with 0% financing for 72 months. Or a 2020 F-350 Super Duty Power Stroke Diesel Super Crew 4X4 Lariat Long Box is 0% for 60 months. Come see us on December 11th where I'll be signing autographs and giving away some great Ferrell's merchandise for charity. With any test drive, you are entered to win free Ferrell season tickets for the 2021 season. Come see us at 7th and Main in Lower Duck Pond, LDP Ford, part of the Auto House Auto Group. And we are back with sports. Well, what can I say? It was an, an intense and busy week for the Professional Junior Semi-Amateur Hockey League. Um, your ferals to the next round. Uh, and some surprises, too. Let's talk about everything that happened in the Best of Three series game by game. Um, and then we'll talk about predictions for uh, the next upcoming series. So, here is who is through to the next round. Hydroelectric City Hurricanes, dumping them out, Shenley Mountaineers. Not a lot of surprise there. 
Lower Duck Pond Ferals dispatching the Eston City Dinosaurs in three. Uh, Jarville Jungle Dogs dispatching the Bellevue Bulldogs in three. And here is the surprise. Redberg Rangers defeating the Grand Coulee Junction Challengers. Not, not just, say, winning a game. Not taking it to five full games. Not even taking it to four games. Sweeping the Challengers in three games. And I don't think anybody had expected this. Let's go through the series. Day one, Saturday, Hydroelectric City Hurricanes versus Mount Shenley Mountaineers. The Hurricanes win 6-1. to one. Dahlstrom with two goals in the first period. Uh, Stapleton, Mikola, Labra with two goals. Um, the only lone goal from Otevrel. Uh, in the second period for the Hyde, or for the Mount Shenley Mountaineers, a 6-1 final. Uh, for nothing was the lower duck pond score against the Eston City Dinosaurs for that game. Uh, Chisholm, Riley Shantz, uh, both scored goals. Malzuccarello putting in two power play goals. One in the second and one in the third period to give the Ferals a win, four to nothing. Uh, and then your Grand Coulee Junction Challengers versus Redberg Rangers. The Rangers pulled that off three to two. Uh, Rizzo opened the scoring with a power play goal in the first period. Uh, Parks came back for Grand Coulee in the first period to tie it 1-1. Redberg scoring by Calvert in the second period to make it 2-1. And then uh, both Butters and Corner scoring in the third period to make it 3-2. And the, uh, the Rangers would hold on to take the win. Jungle Dogs versus Bellevue Bulldogs. 5-1 in that game. No surprise there. Uh, Vinaimpa, power play goal. Uh, Tranchler with three goals in the first period to make it 4-0. Um, and then um, McCown would score uh, in 9-15 in the second period to make it 4-1, and then Stefan would score, making it 5-1 for the Jungle Dogs. No scoring in the third period. Jarville will hang on to win 5-1. So that brings us to day two of the tournament Sunday. Mount Shenley Mountaineers falling to the Hydroelectric City Hurricanes 7-3. No surprises there. Um, you had Labra again scoring a pair of goals. You had Yuan scoring a power play goal and Goldham scoring a power play goals for Hydroelectric City. Um, Mount Shenley just not able to keep it close. They did score once in the first period and twice in the second period, but three goals to the Hydroelectric City Hurricane 7 uh, would not help. So, of course, they would drop to 0-2 on the series. Your Ferals defeated the Eston City Dinosaurs 6-1 in that game. Zuccarella, Altcorn, Mackey all scoring. Uh, Denal, Corto, and Mackey getting his second in the game. All the scoring in the first and second periods. The lone goal for Eston City was by Nicholson. Um, no penalties in that game. Both teams playing a, a, a solid game, um, a clean game. Um, the Ferals out shooting Eston City Dinosaurs 15-9 in the first 10 to 9 in the second and 6 to 1 in the third. Um, you know, so really it was it was all about the Ferals in that game taking a 2 nothing series lead. 
Redberg Rangers, again, shutting down the Grand Coulee Junction Challengers in their second game. Uh, Club Booch opening the scoring for the Redberg Rangers. Uh, Cleary for the for the Challengers coming right back to tie it 1-1 in the first period. The Rangers scoring again in the second on a shorthanded goal during a Calvert slashing penalty. Um, but, hey, whatever works, any way you can generate offense. 2-1 uh, to one in the second period. We move to the third period. Palafi and Fodi score to make it 4-1. to one. And the Rangers hold on to put the series at 2 nothing. Jarville Jungle Dogs beat the Bellevue Bulldogs 6 to nothing. Leach, Lewis with power play goals. Labine with a pair. Malowan and Novak both with goals. Um, you know, I Bellevue Bulldogs only um, generating 10 shots in the entire game. So they obviously weren't going to be a factor. 2 nothing. Jarville takes the series lead. Day three of the tournament, Monday. Well, what ended up happening? Every single team swept. So Hydroelectric City Hurricanes 5-1 over the Mount Shinley Mountaineers, which could not even put up a fight. Uh, Finney, Stapleton, Morrison, Yuan, and Nystrom all scoring. Abramov with the lone goal for the Mount Shenley Mountaineers, and that would wrap up the series Hydroelectric Hurricanes taking it. And then, of course, our Lower Duck Pond Ferals, this time in Eston City, uh, defeating them 7-2 to two to go home with the series win. Chisholm, Russo, Mackie, Bork, Logan, Brusso, and Corto all got to light the lamp. The lone goals for Eston City from Berkovitz and Montoya. Uh, the Farrells walking away with a 3-0 sweep of the Eston City Dinosaurs going to the next round. The shots on goal here, 21-9 in the first period for Lower Duck Pond. Just unbelievable in terms of the offense generated there. Um, I think it's worth noting that... Um, Pavel Faulkner in net, uh, two goals against 19 saves, 0.895 save percentage. Um, great in this series uh, in terms of his goaltending. And, of course, I mean, we're, we're pretty happy campers. Farrell's going on to the next round. Redbird Rangers, Grand Coulee Junction Challengers. Uh, Challengers made it close. The final score, 5-4, but just couldn't get it done. Graham and Bozek with two shorthanded goals on a St. Avani hooking call eight minutes into the first period. Uh, <laughs> just to make it 2 nothing. I mean, you know, what does that say about your power play if you have two shorthanded goals scored against you when you're trying to hang on uh, to get a seat to the semifinal round? They just couldn't do it. Uh, Sargent scored to make it 2-1 in the first, but Redberg would come back and Fody would score another goal to make it 3-1 to one in the first period. Second period action, Butters scores for the Challengers, and then Presley comes back and answers only a minute later, uh, and then in the game, Sargent, two more goals from Grand Coulee Junction Challengers um, to tie it up at four apiece, but Redberg, five minutes left in the period, Rizzo scores, makes it 5-4, and they hold on for the win and for the series. So Rangers punch their ticket to the next round. 
And then finally, the Jarville Jungle Dogs taking on the Bellevue Bulldogs. Tranchler Thompson with a power play goal. Tranchler again in the second period. Labine and Stefan with a power play goal on a McAdam hooking call for the 5-1 win. The lone goal for Bellevue from Kolska. Uh, now, Lindgren for the Bulldogs, you know, five goals against on 27 shots, 0.815. Uh, Miro Markel did significantly better. One goal against on 12 shots for 0.917. Albert Lucic, the perennial favorite for the uh, Jarville Jungle Dogs, did not play, but probably a smart idea to save your starting goalie when you're going against somebody like the Bellevue Bulldogs for the next round. So that means your matchups for the next round, upper conference, are going to be Hydroelectric City Hurricanes, versus the Lower Duck Pond Ferals, and we know that that might be a hotly contested uh, round. Um, Lower Duck Pond against the Hydroelectric City Hurricanes. Um, you know, that that was a little bit more of a battle uh, between those two teams than most of the teams that I think you would see in the conference. I think they had a fairly... Um, you know, sort of, sort of fairly close. So if we look at their regular season matchups, um, two wins, two losses in the four meetings, goals for 10 for our Ferrells, nine goals against for our Ferrells. So, I mean, that's just about as even as you can get. Almost the goals for and against were even two wins apiece in, in all four of those matchups over the regular, regular season. So, um, you know, never mind that they outscored the Eston City Dinosaurs 17 to three in their three playoff games. Um, things could be a lot closer for the Ferals going up against um, going up against the Hydroelectric City Hurricanes. Now, on the other side, you're going to have the Redberg Rangers taking on the Jarville Jungle Dogs. Now, I mean, we can we can look at you know, how the season went between these two teams. Um, we can. It might not give us an indication because at no time during the season did Redberg win a game against the Grand Coulee Junction Challengers, and they swept all three. They swept all three in the opening round. Now, uh, let's, I mean, let's look at it for stats' sake. Um, you know, the, the Rangers played four games against the Jarville Jungle Dogs, and they're they're looking pretty good. Four wins, no losses against the the Jungle Dogs um, in conference play, interdivisional conference play. Fourteen goals for, three goals against in those four games um, that the Jungle Dogs faced the Redbird Rangers. So the Rangers actually, I mean, they could take this this semifinal round. They outscored the Challengers 12-7, to and the Challengers were by far the leaders in that division. Um, so it's, it's going to be an interesting series, I think, to see the Jungle Dogs and the Rangers take on each other. Um, I mean, we let's, I don't want to speculate on how things are going to go in the, in the upper conference finals, but you could definitely in the lower conference uh, finals have the Redbird Rangers come out on top and 
play for the championship, which I think would be amazing for them. They did not have the best start to the season, and uh, I think they would be looking for, you know, a, a little, you know, little bit of sort of a little bit of revenge there. Um, let's take a look at the player standings. Uh, who's leading the way right now? Um, Tranchler, seven goals leading in the playoffs right now. Um, Roy Deere in second, also seven goals for the Hydroelectric City Hurricanes. Uh, Liam Courteau is your best feral with five points so far. Um, and then in terms of uh, in terms of goals, Tranchler with five goals. Uh, Labor for the Hydroelectric City Hurricanes with four goals. Aiden Yon with three goals for the Hydroelectric City Hurricanes. Your top ferals, Lance Mackey with three goals so far. Um, assists, Roy Deere for the Hydroelectric City Hurricanes leading right now in terms of playoff play with seven. Um, Jocelyn Blatney for the Redbird Rangers, seven assists. Rudolph LeClaire for the Hydroelectric City Hurricanes, four assists. And then you've got Paul and Aldcorn, four assists for the Lower Duck Pond. Um, our own Lance Mackey is the best plus minus at six right now. And same with Fleming Chisholm. So that line doing great things right now for, for the Lower Duck Pond Ferals. Um, Chase Vainunapa for, um, has the most power play goals right now. Um, you know, and if, if we want to look at goaltenders, I think, you know, that's important too. Um, so right now, um, you're looking at our own Pavel Faulkner with a 1.0 goals against average, um, Miro Markel for the jungle dogs, the same. Um, and then, you know, looking at uh, save percentage, um, Albert Lucic for the Jarville Jungle Dogs, 0.941. You know, he's rested going into this series against the Redbird Rangers, Rangers, which I think is important. Um, if if you look at the best rain, Rangers goalie, Gabe Tremblay, uh, 0.922 save percentage. So um, not quite as good. He also has a 2.33 goals against average. So I think really what the Jarville Jungle Dogs need to do in this series is put pucks on the net. Take a lot of shots at Gabe Tremblay. Um, and hopefully just through sheer offense, that's how they'll get it done. Um, now, with the Hydroelectric City Hurricanes, uh, you're looking at them post players in the top two or three in every category. So I think the Ferals are going to have their their work cut out for them in the semifinal round. So that semifinal round will take place next week, middle of the week. We, of course, will have all the results from those semifinal rounds, and we'll see who is going from that best of five on to championship play. And we'll see who is going to win your 2020 PJ uh, Professional Junior Semi-Amateur Hockey League uh, Championship. So that should be really exciting. And of course, we'll have all of uh, all of your elections news. We will have all of your entertainment news uh, coming up for you next week. Thank you so much for listening, ducklings. As always, I'm Jean Jambon. Have a great week.